Hi, I'm uh, Brett Richmond, and this is Matt Whiteford. Um, last, uh, last Sunday, we continued in our series, Who We Are and What We Do, and we're talking about uh, discipleship. Um, so we've been asking uh, or answering questions from Slido each, each Sunday, and we don't always get a chance to answer all the questions. In fact, we never have. Um, and there's a lot of really, really good questions. So each week, we're making these videos to kind of address the questions that we aren't able to on Sundays. Um, so we're here with a handful of questions, and I'm ready to jump into it. So Matt, you got the first one? Sure. Uh, so there was an, a handful of questions that were kind of similar to this, so it kind of summarized it, but um, the idea is kind of how do I move from being discipled by the world, because we talked about how really discipleship is everything, and everything is trying to disciple us, um, and be discipled primarily by Jesus. Um, or another rendition of that question is, how do I make sure that I'm leading people to God the right way, and like to God, to Jesus rather than myself, or some other ideology? Uh, and, and so I, I think I would just, I would say this, this is a, one, this is a great question and, uh, uh, something that we all struggle with. I think this actually goes back to the interconnectedness with, um, our really some of our other values. Uh, and I think it kind of goes back primarily to one, but connects with another. And that's intimacy with Jesus, our spiritual rhythms. One of the things that I've heard that, that they do with bank tellers is that they don't, they don't give them counterfeit money to recognize counterfeit money. They give them actual, actually American currency so that when they come across counterfeit, it is really obvious. And I think that's kind of true of our lives with Christ is that when we are intimate with Jesus, when we are, when we're praying, when we're, when we're fasting, when we're meditating on scripture, when we're taking those pathways to Jesus and knowing him, then it's hard to lead someone to someone else. So really it's deciding, hey, so what influences are in my life? Because if I'm, if, I'm really, if I'm really working on my relationship with Jesus, then I'm not going to be leading someone somewhere else. And so I think that's a key. I think the other piece that's connected to that is that forever family, is that we, we then recognize that accountability uh, within the body of Christ. And so as we're leading, we, we like, if we see something in someone else's life and say, you know what, I don't, that's an important thing, but I don't know that that's really connected to Jesus. And so we can kind of do that in each other's lives. So I think that connection with Jesus and connection with others. Yeah, I think I a hundred percent agree with, with all of that. I, uh, you know, when Kyle was doing his sermon on, um, spiritual rhythms, he, um, I love that he said, that these are spiritual issues that can only be answered with spiritual spiritual methods or spiritual solutions, and so that that whole concept of saying, you know what, my intimacy with Jesus, my intimacy with with God the Father, my intimacy with the Holy Spirit is is so key. Um, and then I think uh, I agree. The second part of that is that community piece of everything that I believe, my ideologies, my values, my morals, uh, my beliefs, my preferences, um, all of that kind of stuff that um, we, we have to measure that against what is, what is grounded in the Bible and what isn't. And, and the best way to do that is, is with others and not do it just within ourselves. Um, I think the other part, that second part of that question, um, how do I make sure I'm doing it the right way? Uh, I think it's important to recognize you're just going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, the, uh, the person who discipled you made mistakes. Um, <laughs> the original disciples made mistakes. 
And so I think um, one thing I know for me, um, and, and I know for you, that you we have a community of people that we are walking through our discipleship journeys with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when, um, when we come across something, especially in relationship to discipling others, that we have some people that we can go to and say, hey, what do I do with this? Help me with this. And so um, again, that community piece, that forever family piece, I think is also key in helping us to know um, are we on track or um, if I'm stuck or I don't know what to do, it's okay to tell other people that and then um, to get help to kind of figure out what, what are the next steps. Yeah. I think humility is super important in oh, discipleship. Yes. Like what Brett was saying, like know that you're not going to do it perfect. I think that's humility. And so there's no one who is a perfect discipler except Jesus. And so being humble in that, recognizing that I may need to go back and say, you know what? I don't, I think I drew you more to me and the things that are important to me than to Jesus. And so I think that's, that's, that's important. Um, the next question, uh, kind of flavor of question that we had was, um, maybe to say it one way, like, how do I disciple or evangelize other people when I don't know how to start? Or um, when is someone ready to disciple someone else? And so that idea of, you know, man, what does this look like? Like, how much do I need to know in order to be pouring into other people? Brett, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think the first thing to recognize is that if you have a relationship with other people, you've already started. So, um, uh, that's, that's maybe a shift in realizing, oh, my coworkers, my family, my neighbor, um, the, the person I hang out with at, at, you know, the coffee shop or the restaurant or wherever, like, you know, my basketball team, you know, whatever that is, um, that you've already started because you already have a relationship and, and that all discipleship all happens in the, in the, in that context of relationship. So, um, I think the question of like, how do I get started? Well, you already have. So, so good job. Um, you're, you're already there. Um, I think the other, the other piece is, and I think this is where a lot of people kind of get stuck is, um, how do I get from like hanging out and having that small talk to having that spiritual conversation? And we, um, you've heard it probably said multiple times. Um, I know Travis mentioned it this last Sunday, but going the, the context and content of your conversation, going from surface conversations to like a significant or serious conversation into a spiritual conversation. And, and, and the person you're with, um, either they will lead into that moment. Like I know I was having a conversation with someone, um, and it was just very surfacey and then they took it to a very significant place. Um, and so they are essentially welcoming me in to, um, an intimate significant moment in their life. And if I get to come in, that means Jesus gets to come in. And so then going from there into a spiritual conversation, even just something like, hey, can I be praying for you, is, is a great step in that direction. And so um, realizing that that's kind of how that conversation can go is, is helpful. Um, and then I think the other important piece of like, when is somebody ready? Um, I think whenever you have the Holy Spirit, you're ready. Um, you have everything that you need with the Holy Spirit in you to do, to do all of this. Um, and then recognizing that even the people you're discipling, I would say, um, as soon as they're excited about Jesus or, or about God or about that conversation, they're ready to start discipling others as well. Cause they can just, just by sharing, here's what God is doing in my life. Um, I know for me, 
the most significant person I've ever discipled um, started with just me sharing about who God was in my life or was becoming in my life before I even became a Christian. Um, I was sharing that, and that helped them to take those steps as well. Yeah, I think that's all great. The only thing I would say is um, an, an, an example, a real-life example of this, of what this fleshes out, just even from the Gospels, where Jesus meets the woman at the well, and um, she wasn't necessarily a woman who was um, popular and well thought of in her hometown. And so she meets Jesus for the first time, and she actually goes all in with Jesus. And the, the, the story in the text says that she went home and her whole town believed in Jesus because of her. There was no education, no training, no waiting time. She went from the well back to her village and she basically said, I met someone who told me everything that I've ever done and knows everything about me, and I think he is the Messiah. And she basically just told the story of what she experienced. And, uh, and so I think, I think that's a great biblical model of when do we start to disciple? Well, once we meet Jesus, we have a story to say, I've met Jesus, and I want to share that with you. And given... I get it. You know, that's, that might be hard, but, but you're ready. So I think right away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the third question, um, which I thought was really, this is a really great question. And, and it was a little challenging because I think it's a, can be a hard question to, to answer. Um, when do people give up or move on when trying to disciple someone when there is no progress? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that is, gosh, that's such a hard thing to experience. Um, because w- no, no one is ever so lost that God can't reach them. Um, I think one of the questions is, am I the one who's supposed to go the distance in, in, in that process with, with God, with the Holy Spirit? Um, and I think my answer is, uh, is a really hard answer that probably, um, no one wants to hear because it is not objective. Um, There's a lot of play in it, and it's kind of messy. But honestly, I think it goes back to knowing Jesus deeply and being able to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, because I think the Holy Spirit is the primary character in the decision to bail or say, you know what, we've we've gone far enough, I don't know that we can go any further, or... um, to say, yeah, I, I think I'm going to move on. You know, again, in, in Scripture, it, it talks about finding a person of peace in a town and and that person having this impact. Um, again, finding that person is the Holy Spirit's job and work. And so I, I, part of me hates to give this as the answer, but I don't know another answer other than um, be in step and hear the voice of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit sometimes will tell you to keep going when you're like, there's no hope. Or to stop when you're like, no, I just, I need five more minutes. Um, and it's, it's being able to hear the voice of the Spirit. Yeah, I think, I think that ultimately is, is really the answer. Um, I think what we look for is a progress with people from here to here. And, and it's this straight line up. And, and we have to realize that it's more like this. Um, and, and so that can be hard because when it's the down, you don't know. And that's when we question. And I think that that key with the Holy Spirit 
connection and obedience and um, and that intimacy is 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 super important. Um, I also think it's important to recognize that um, when you hear from the Holy Spirit to move on to to move on, that that's okay. And I think we have to give ourselves permission to say, I'm not abandoning this person. The Holy Spirit is moving me on. Um, and then also recognize that some people will move on. And and so if somebody moves on, let them go. Um, we don't want to be badgering people. We don't want to be you know thumping them and and pounding. Um, Jesus at them, that's that's not loving and that's not Jesus's love. Um, remember Jesus, uh, there were lots of, lots of people that he just let go. You know, he said, hey, here's what it takes. And they're like, I, I can't do that. And he's like, okay. And, and he let them go. And so I think it's okay to let people go um, because ultimately what we are called to is faithfulness to an obedience to the Holy Spirit. Um, and then he, he creates the fruit. So um, I think that emotionally letting go part is the thing that we have to give permission for ourselves to do. Yeah, and then the last question we want to kind of hit is, uh, I think, again, a great question. Um, how do you personally stay motivated to follow this path to, to make disciples and be a disciple um, and not fall back into what you're comfortable with? Um, and Brett has uh, the answer. <laughs> So I saw this. I saw this come up on Sunday, and I was really hoping we would get to it because um, I think it was one of my favorite questions to get asked. Because I think it is so. It's been so encouraging to me. Um, I, I think that there's two things as I thought through this question that are that are that encouragement. One is the intimacy with the Father, intimacy with the Son, intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Um, that when I am hearing from them and obeying what they say. Um, that there is so much encouragement in that. Like, that's all I need. I don't, I don't need anything else. Um, and it's not about what happens. It's just about me taking that step of faithfulness and doing what, what I'm called to do. Um, but I think the other thing that's been really cool, and this has shown up so many times when, um, in the last few years, even in the last week, when I've had tough times that, um, that, uh, I've heard stories of how people are stepping into discipleship and how people are, are um, having conversations with people and, and, and impacting them. Even this morning, um, heard one in an email today that was just really, really encouraging. And so um, I guess what I would say with that is like, we want to hear those. Um, you know, just like on the panels we have, uh, we've had people who have shared how, how stepping into intimacy um, or stepping into these values has really transformed them and and, and encourage them like those are encouraging and that's why we need to hear those things. Um, so if you have some, send them in um, to the church um, and we'd love to hear them. But I think those two things, intimacy um, with the Trinity and then um, hearing the stories is encouraging. Yeah, I, I think that the more I know Jesus and the more, the more I have the, the heart of God and the mind of Christ, uh, the more I'm convinced that I cannot ignore ignore the the, the whole purpose uh, of of what Jesus did, and that I'm a I'm a part of that purpose. Um, God is passionate about people, um, and if 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 I love Him, and if I'm um, if I know Him, then I'm going to be passionate about people. Uh, I think the other thing that I would add to what Brett said was just simply this, um, and he kind of mentioned it earlier, but um, 
I'm a part of a group of people that we hold each other accountable. Um, and I can't even tell you how many times we've met and like all five of us are like, yep, we all failed this week. Uh, but I can also tell you that, that every week there is, there's this reminder of, yeah, this is important. This is what Jesus wants. This is obedience. And it's not obedience for the sake of obedience. It's, a, it's obedience because we love Jesus. Um, and so I, I think that's what it kind of, I think that accountability is super important. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what we have time for today. And um, this coming Sunday, we will be talking about discipleship. Uh, last week, we talked kind of about what it is. And this Sunday, we'll be talking about where it is. And I'm super excited about that and looking forward to seeing you on Sunday.